Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, health and human potential master coach and edutainment curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. Welcome to Body Talk, everybody. I'm Heather Morgan, your host, and I am so glad you're here with me today. We're going to be talking about a very loaded topic nowadays, anxiety. And I wanted to bring Takeshi in with me, Takeshi Lewis. He's our podcast producer extraordinaire, also a health enthusiast and just all around great conversationalist on such a loaded topic. So. <laughs> Hello, hello. How you doing, Takeshi? Good. You know, I had a little anxiety when I was setting up. Seriously, right? Yeah. What, what happened? Ha- I'll tell you. All you right. know, I'm using this recorder here. Yeah. And things have been blowing up in my face for the past month. Okay. Just not the last minute. Okay. So, yeah. And so when you're coming over and the Zoom thing just shut down after I had it on, I was like, oh no. Oh no. I need to go get some batteries. So I actually went to the gas station to go get batteries. Oh, no. Of course, they didn't have any. I almost went to another store. Oh, my goodness. And, and that's not stressful at all. It, no, not at all. So after that, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to walk back. Everything's going to work fine. Yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, right. But then that's like, we're living in this fast-paced, high-stressed world, right? right? Especially with, you know, media, social media, all these things, right? And it's just, it's hard to just stay calm and let a day flow because there's so many things that impact how so many, so many things that impact. And that was a really good example. It's like, here you are ready to do the show. You know, I'm, I'm going to be here in a minute and we have the studio time and then all of a sudden, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's stressful. Yeah. I ended up actually quitting a job I was Mm -hmm. doing for about eight years recently just because this thing kept on blowing up in my face yes. for the past month, like I said before. Yep. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I got to save face for this company. Yeah. I need to step down. Also, you know, yeah. I had this anxiety of things would blow up right. my face right. at the very last minute. Wow. Yeah. And then there it goes, right? Yeah, there it goes. So those are two pretty good examples of anxiety. Yeah, those are really good examples of anxiety. And, you know, that, that kind of leads to the... I guess one of the first points is, you know, how do we define anxiety and and what really is it? Because it can show up in our lives in many different ways, right? And so I think for many of us, it can show up in the work that we do, right? So 
in today's world, especially because so many people are working remotely, working online, and it sort of blurs, right? It's no longer a nine to five. You drive in, you sit in your office, you go home, it stays with you. And so it's sort of redefining how we work. And if we don't really protect ourselves and we don't really keep the balance, we can really take away from our balance, right? Yeah. And I, I like to call it integration more than I like to call it balance <laughs> because we integrate so many things. But yeah, so, and and I just want to step back for one second because you said you worked with this company for eight years and it was at a point where it was just causing a lot of distress, a lot yeah. of anxiety, and you made the conscious choice to step back and just say, hey, this isn't serving me in my best way right now. Right. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It was hard to do because I love him to death. I said, no hard feelings. Yeah. But I need to do this for me because I'm getting anxiety and this is hanging on me. Yes. It reflects on you. Yeah. Yeah. And the last time it happened, I swear, it was like a big gig, like very important guess. Wow. And it was at the last minute, my mixer just blew up. Oh. Like. Well, I mean, but that's so it, those things happen. This is technology. I think maybe we could you have been being a little hard on yourself? Oh, yes, of course I'm being hard on myself, but right? it's just something that like if they want to expand and grow and scale and scale, they can't have somebody that has this gear that keeps on blowing up. So I have never in how, how many years have you been supporting and helping me? Quite a few. Yeah. Um, I've never had any technical issues with you. So yeah, yeah. I, we all know that technology has its issues in its place. My thought is if, you know, and you were with this other person and they were ready to scale and there was a lot of good things happening. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could talk about ways that you could get the equipment right and maybe they could help you with that or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, totally. They wanted to work with me. I'm sure. But I was like, you know, I need to save face for this company. So, uh, okay. I don't know. That's I mean, cool. I hear you. I, that's that was my own. That's idea. you. Yeah, 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 because because I've only seen you always be nothing but incredibly professional, reliable. You know, just like you do really good work. Thank yeah, you. and things are going to happen. So I would say this is a really good discussion, right? So yeah. there's also this like self-imposed anxiety sometimes, right? Where yeah. we are hard on ourselves and maybe our perception and our reality, if we just do a little bit of mindset work could help alleviate that anxiety. I I know that that's true for so many people. It's true for me too, for sure. I think we can easily be our harshest critics and that can cause anxiety in itself for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, when I make a mistake, especially when it comes to like recording or something like that, I think about it. Yeah. And I yes. hang on it. You I hang can remember. On. Yes. I can remember my last gig I had, I played with a band. I can yep. remember every mistake I made on my bass. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> these are different variations yeah, of anxiety, of anxiety yeah. but it is right. But, but I think that's a really good point because again, our mindset, our perception, our, how we expect ourselves to show up. We can be hard on ourselves and that could create anxiety. I I really, I'm glad you brought that up because there's, I told you I've been doing the work of Joe Dispenza. And if you Google him, I don't know if you had a chance to, but Joe Dispenza, he's amazing. He teaches you, it's really meditation work. It's mindfulness work, which is a really important part of anxiety as well. Super important, right? Right. And 
I personally was also going through just a very, very high stressed time. And in my own mind, being so hard on myself and missing out on part of the perspective, which was, wow, look what I'm bringing to the table. Wow, look what I'm you know, accomplishing and the relationships and the network and so all the good, right? No, I'm only focusing on where the challenges are. So I think it's really important. And I did this work with Joe Dispenza. I did a six-week course on mindfulness and really you meditate and you really look at where you're at now, what's not working, your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions every day and how you react to certain things and how that's not serving you, right? Right. And then you shift your thought to how do you want to show up? How do you want to behave? How do you want to act? How do you want people to see you? Who is that person you want to be, right? And you visualize on that and you literally create new neural pathways, Because all your neural pathways are based on your past experiences. So whatever you see, whatever you experience, whatever you do is going to connect to a past experience. So that's how you're going to see it. That's what your perception is going to be based upon, your past. Wow. Just what if, because I can tell you, I don't see you that way. I see you as like highly accomplished, highly successful, always reliable, all those things. So that's just what you saw because you're a, a, a perfectionist or whatever, but... This work helped me because I did it for six weeks and it literally shifted how I showed up in certain areas in my life, which then changed how other people saw me. That's amazing. It's really good work. And And I actually wrote it in my notes for today to talk about because our perspective is always coming from our past experiences. New experiences create new neural pathways, new perspective. Right. So you want to constantly invite those new visions when you create them. Now you create this open new possibility for something to connect to in your mind. It, it's like you it follows. So anyway. Wow. So maybe we should circle back. Yeah. Let's give a textbook definition of yeah. anxiety. Well, I listened to some videos while I was driving over. Didn't watch, but listened. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> One in 14 people have anxiety. Yep. And there's different types of anxiety. The two common ones... I think it's called like common anxiety or then there's social anxiety disorder. So yeah. So textbook, the definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And then it goes on and says, desire to do something typically accompanied by unease And a mental condition characterized by excessive apprehensiveness about real or perceived threats, typically leading to avoidance behaviors and often to physical symptoms such as increased heart rate, muscle tension, yada, yada. Right. But what you're saying is a lot of people get constantly. One in 14 people. One in 14 people. That's crazy. So, So we have to then take a step back and say, why? Why is it that anxiety is so common today? And why is it that, you know, especially among the younger crowd? Yeah. Kids today, I would guess it's more than one in 14 and the younger kids. The stats are really, really high on, you know, teenagers and things like that. So do you think it's something that people had back in in the past, but they ignored? Or could it be more out in the open nowadays? Or do you think it is actually because of all the social medias? the way we're being fed Mm -hmm. because everything comes 
together in the end what yep. you're eating, what you're consuming, right. what your social and everything else. So I don't think it it's one thing. I do think it's a combination. I think that anxiety has been around forever. I do think it's more prevalent today just from what we can see. I think it, it appears to be more prevalent, obviously, because of social media and those types of things. But I do think that social media is part of it. And again, you know, this is just me and my thoughts and my opinions. It's not, you know, I'm not an expert in this, but yes. I'm putting it out there that this is, we're having a discussion, right? I do think that there is a correlation between social media and the kids being on social media from such a young age and maybe them being disconnected. And this would take, we'd need a psychologist here to go through this with us, but being disconnected, like we used to play outside, right? We were very social interacting in person with kids. We were on sports teams more. Today, kids are remote. They're behind screens. They're not out in the neighborhood playing all day, every day, like we used to be moving their bodies. So they're missing out on movement and sunshine and fresh air. Those are all things that help us from a health perspective. That's true. I mean, we did have almost a two-year pandemic. Totally. So that could add to a lot of yeah. anxiety, social anxiety. Are you going to get corona I'm or not? Sh- I'm sure it did, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it did. Everybody being locked down and the kids not having their usual social and not even kids, adults, everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one aspect, but also too, then you mentioned it earlier, you know, what you eat. So a hundred percent, we know today, and there is science around this about for example, gluten. Gluten has been proven now scientifically for people who have celiac and or any other type of gluten sensitivity, which is a lot of people today, that it can absolutely cause anxiety. And I know, oh yeah. And I've tried when I've gone off of it so much better. And literally like, I don't eat much of it. I don't really do bread and stuff like that a whole lot, but I also don't really police it either. I used to pretty strictly. And because, you know, I have Lyme and those things, I really should be completely off of it. And I kind of go back and forth, but I will tell you when I do have it, it's like clockwork. I will wake up at 3am with this ping in my stomach of anxiety, just this pit, like this pit of anxiety in my stomach. The only thing I can pinpoint it to is that I had gluten that night or that day. Wow. Yeah. That's how it affects me. I know people who have thyroid disease, for example, it is highly recommended from many doctors, especially functional doctors who deal with functional medicine and treating thyroid. They recommend not having gluten if you have thyroid disease. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And there's a lot of correlation. I've read that many, many times and heard it on, you know, different podcasts where gluten can definitely add to anxiety. It's not necessarily that it's maybe a cause unless it's someone who has, you know, celiac or other sensitivities towards gluten, but it does impact the nervous system in a way. And just making sure everybody knows the gut because you brought this up in our last show, but you know, the gut is really important too. And if you don't have a healthy gut, absolutely, that could cause anxiety. hundred percent. Your gut has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system. And so many of us today, our gut microbiomes are out of balance and there's a whole gut brain connection. I'm not sure if you're right. familiar with that, but it's super important. And so now we know today that an unhealthy gut or an out of balance gut can absolutely contribute to symptoms of anxiety. Also, I mean, I'm kind of curious, is it the gluten in America or is it 
everywhere else too? That's a really good question. I have heard, and I, I don't know this to be true, that we spray a lot of our wheat with certain chemicals and things like right. that. And other countries don't. Other countries have certain chemicals banned that we don't. So I have heard that the European countries, for example, although there is a lot of gluten sensitivity there, that in many cases, when Americans go eat gluten there who don't normally eat it at home, they're fine. Interesting. I've heard this many times and I don't obviously know the reason for that. If any of our callers happens to know, please feel free to let us know or prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. (laughs) Yeah, because I've heard this over and over again. I mean, I'm a good example. I had gluten when I went to England last time and I didn't seem to be affected by it. Oh, okay. But we do, we have to think about the chemicals that we're spraying, you know, on our wheat. So I always recommend organic. It's a way to help avoid chemicals, but thinking about what you put into your body is super important. Alcohol. I mean, pro-inflammatory. When you're inflamed, that can also cause anxiety. So when you're pro-inflammatory and very inflamed, definitely can cause anxiousness. And so if we're consuming things like alcohol, pro-inflammatory foods, fried foods, and we become inflamed, that can also add to it. So Again, and I always say if it grew in the ground or if it had eyes, eat it. And if it's been processed, put in a box, processed, it's probably not such a great idea. Throw it away. Yeah. It's not getting a a good whole foods diet and good healthy fats are going to be really, really important. Always. We should probably take a break. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Sounds good. Storygram Network. All right. And we are back. So we're talking about anxiety today to Keshi and I, and we were just talking about gluten and I wanted to just wrap up that point. So gluten is in, found in many grains. And I just wanted to point out, there's a really good book called No Grain, No Pain by Peter Osborne. Great book. Follow him online, Peter Osborne. Um, he really deep dives into gluten and the effects of gluten and anxiety and grains Grains often can have mold, right? Because, you know, grains are put into silos and then they're heated up in the sun. A lot of times there's mold associated with grains. So mold is another thing. I know for me, whenever I accidentally get mold in my food source, like if I had a strawberry or something that had mold on it because I'm highly sensitive to it, I know it happened because of the anxiety that I get like 15 minutes later. Totally. So for me, because my body's so sensitive to it, I have this reaction that really feels like anxiety. And then I know, ooh, I ate something wrong. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild how the body talks to you, right? Yeah. So I had no clue that grains got moldy. They can. Yep. What's the percentage on that? So, I mean, think about it. They're chopping wheat or corn or whatever it is, putting it in these silos that sit in the hot sun, right? Right. And so it's a warm, moist environment, right? And mold's going to grow in a warm, moist environment. You're making me not want to eat any type of wheat. (laughs) I mean, get that book, No Pain, No Grain. I'm not kidding. Follow Peter Osborne. He's great at explaining a lot of this. Have you had him as a guest before? No, but I want to. I really need to reach out to their team. Yeah, we should do that. We should definitely do that. But... um. Once you learn this stuff, you can't unlearn it, right? And then you realize you don't want to go back. So the paleo diet, which I'm a big promoter of, is grain-free and it's dairy-free. And that's really great because you are avoiding then the molds and the grains and the gluten and all that. 
and you're eating primarily whole foods from the ground and or animals, good, healthy fat sources. So I think if people have an anxiety issue, they should really look at a paleo diet. Okay. So that's really good and positive. So the videos I watched was also mentioning that you just got to make the mistakes and be happy with it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, right? Yeah. Because if we hold ourselves to such perfection, think about how, what the anxiety that that would really cause. I know because I'm the same way. And I do know this, Takeshi, that we all experience things differently based on who we are. And, you know, like, for example, my husband is super laid back. Right. He just lets it roll off his back. And then there's me who's just so hard on myself. And so it's like, am I creating that anxiety in that case? I don't know. I think there's internal and external factors, right? Like your experience was sort of an external factor that caused some anxiety, whereas eating gluten or mold. This is way more internal though. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the other one one was uh, actually just like, just do it and just be positive that you're going to do it actually. Right. Because we're human. So humans are emotional beings and we, we learn and grow from doing and trying. Always our best learning comes from our mistakes. Right. It just does. And so in my son, who is very, very, very much like you are in that sense, if he does do something wrong or let somebody down, he just really will just hold on to that for a long time. And I constantly have to say that could have been the best thing that happened to you because you learned from it and look at how you're growing. That's where your best growth comes from when you screw up. That's so true. It does because like that equipment mishap, that's probably something that you wouldn't allow to happen again. Right. And you sort of figure out a way to avoid that in the future or whatever. Yeah. If I stuck with the company, right, it'd be like, a $2,000 investment to fix it. Right. And you're just like, I can't continue on unless (laughs) I fix this. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too, but that's when people who know your value invest in that. But again, it's about solving it. Right. Yeah. And getting through it to the other side where you have that go forward plan. Let's also talk about diet a little bit more because protein. So I know you were plant-based for a long time, weren't you? Oh yeah, I was vegetarian for at least seven years. Yeah. And then eventually I married somebody and we went to all these parties and they always had just meat, meat, meat. So So you're like, eventually I had to fold and start eating fish, Yep. which I heard fish has all these metals in it. Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. So that can books. be very, that can be very anxiety causing too, oh, yeah. if you're high in heavy metals. In some books, they don't even recommend fish, even farm fish, because yeah. Oh, yeah. wherever they got the actual eggs from could have that mercury in it. It's true. And if you're going to do fish, it's recommended that you do the very small fish, you know, like mackerel and just like the little tiny fish that like whales eat. I can't remember the name, but carp or um, no, it's like mackerel and pollock. Okay. The really little fish, they don't live very long, so they can't build up 
So like sardines okay, is a great example. They just don't live that long. So they don't build up and they don't grow big and bigger and bigger and live a long life and keep growing heavy metals. So like sardines are usually lower in heavy metals, but great in protein and good fats. Like that's an amazingly healthy if it comes from a good quality source. Right. The Monterey Aquarium, I, you can go there and visit to see which fish have higher heavy metal contents and what you could should eat, shouldn't eat, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. But heavy metals is another one that can cause anxiety. So, you know, the message here is there are many things that can cause anxiety, our external environment and our internal environment. If something's not right, like our gut, our nervous system, if your nervous system's being attacked by a virus or a bacteria like Lyme or molds, things like that, that will affect your nervous system. That can also cause anxiety. And for me, my nervous system, because I, I have Lyme and I've been dealing with this for a while, I've gotten to the point where I can't have caffeine because if I do, I'm completely revved up. It's really, yeah. So it's just knowing your body and understanding the root cause, right? So my fear and my concern, especially with a lot of the young kids today is they're going to the doctor with anxiety and depression, getting on meds and not ever really getting to the root cause. Right. Right. Do they have Epstein-Barr? Do they have viruses and bacterium that might be impacting their nervous system? Do they have an out of balance gut, which they probably do. Many kids do today. And then we haven't even talked about electromagnetic like EMFs. What do you mean? So EMFs, like we're sitting here in a sound studio right now. Right. Right. So there's a lot of electromagnetic energy that's coming at us. Right. True. That impacts our cells. And there are certain things, you know, like some people think that 5G might be harmful to us. I don't know the answers to any of that, but I can tell you that if I sit in front of my computer all day, I can feel it draining me. I can feel it. Right. Right. It does do that. Conversely, when I go out and go to the beach and spend time on the beach where there's these great ions coming at me, right? And or in the woods, go for a walk in nature, which I do often almost every afternoon, I get re-energized. I'm out there in the fresh air and the sunshine. I'm breathing the fresh air. Or you're getting vitamin D out of that too. Yeah. Exactly. You're getting vitamin D. Nature is so health giving in so many ways that we don't even realize. And the way that I recharge my battery when I feel like I've been depleted sitting in front of the computer all day is to go out and be in nature, is to be in the sun. I get the sun directly on my skin. Obviously within reason, I protect my skin after a while, but I really try deliberately to expose myself to the sun because the sun has a lot of good health giving properties. Right. Yeah. So that's another one. And then we we were talking about protein. And, you know, a lot of people who aren't getting adequate protein sources from their diet, that can be anxiety provoking as well. That's so true. I remember you talking about, had to be at least six years ago, Mm -hmm. and you're talking about protein shakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think you're talking about who would you recommend protein shakes to? And you said- Absolutely. Vegans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because- Well, there's a certain profile of amino acids that comes from various types of proteins, right? Right. And so we know amino acids are feeding our brain pathways, right? So anxiety, depression, sleep, all of those biochemicals that help us to focus, sleep, keep calm, not be too anxious. Those require certain nutrients, right? So amino acids is, is really important for that. 
And so protein, depending on the protein source or the protein powder, you're going to get a certain profile of amino acids that's going to help. So I think that just about everybody should supplement with a high quality protein today to get those amino acids. Okay. And it's great for the brain. It's going to help with things like anxiety and focus and just brain performance in general. If it's good quality, it's, it's the right ones. I always say look for organic, look for high quality sources, look for reputable sources, right? Sources okay. that are known among the professional. A lot of professionals like doctors, functional medicine doctors, they use professional brand supplements. And those are usually really outstanding quality. I know like even Dr. Perino across the street, they have really good proteins over there. Okay. All right. So that's super important as well. B12, just had to say it, like B vitamins are super important, right? So if you're not getting good, complete protein sources through your diet, and sometimes people do eat meat and or good, clean protein sources, but they don't absorb it well because their gut's not working. Right. Right. So you're not assimilating all that good nutrition and, or maybe you're lacking cofactors to help you absorb it. Like, so the concentrated powders in a liquid form, sometimes those are good because you can absorb them better just to get that extra. Okay. So what about the vitamin B12s that you get, the little chewables? Are those okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I wouldn't do anything like gummies because gummies don't really have a very high payload and they are full of sugar usually and junk. But, you know, again, go for a good professional brand. But B12, you know, there's a lot of good like chewables and different things that give you a good quality payload. So if you don't have a lot of vitamin deficiency in B12 or whatever, what is the average amount that a person should have in like taking. as a supplement? Yeah, as a supplement. Like uh, is it 5,000 milligrams? Is it like a 1,000? I don't know. And I honestly think it's going to depend on the person. So okay. I would hate to say, and then somebody takes too much or doesn't take enough. I would yeah. say consult your health care practitioner okay. to understand if you're low in B12, you can get labs done to see if you are, and then you can supplement You know, based on their recommendation. I will say that over at EA's CrossFit, you know, they sponsor the show. So there's an amazing nutrition program and they have a really good health survey that you can take that okay. actually based on your unique needs gives you a supplement protocol, what you should be taking. And if anybody's interested in that, you can just go to eascrossfit.com and take the nutrition quiz. Okay. Because they carry good stuff over there. And... Letting everybody know that's my husband's business. So I don't know if I have to do that full disclosure or not. You can cut it out if it does. We'll see. We'll see. So let's go back a little bit. So healthy gut biome affects anxiety. Totally. Tons of protein, a protein deficiency. Could impact. Could Mm -hmm. impact it. That's just, to me, it seems too crazy. And mold. And mold for sure. Mold is neurotoxic. And it doesn't affect everybody always in the same way, but many people are sensitive to mold. And so if you have it in your home, you're getting it in your diet. So say you're a lover of strawberries and you're eating strawberries and there's mold on your strawberries or your grains. I mean, cheese, you know, and not everybody's going to react to that and feel horrible, but I'm an example of someone that does. So, oh, I love cheese so much. I love pizza. That's the problem. Me too. I think everybody loves pizza, right? And then it's like you try to do it healthfully. Like we have, we try to do grain-free crust and... <sighs> it's not the same. It's just, it's and it's a lot of work and yeah, it's it's tough. Pizza is a rough one. But there's a cauliflower crust. Yeah. 
Yep. It doesn't work. It's it not tried. as good. I know. I understand. <laughs> I get, I, I feel your pain. I do. And I will tell you, it's not easy, right? right. It is not easy, but I do recommend. And again, guys, if you do go to um, EA's CrossFit, he has an amazing app where yeah. he, he could give you a paleo program to follow. Okay. We can do that for you, Takeshi, if you want to do it. Sure. Yeah, so we've got the app with the paleo program that you can follow. And it makes it so easy because it has recipes, daily meal plans, like simple, super easy stuff just to get through your days. But if you do try paleo, I always recommend 30 days, guys. If you can do strict paleo for 30 days, you're going to see what it feels like. It clears the fog, right? Yeah. Clears the aches and pain because it's going to reduce your inflammation. Like it just helps with so many things because you're getting rid of the grains, you're getting rid of dairy, you're getting rid of sugar, all processed sugar. It it really is just eating, you know, health giving foods from the earth, very whole food diet. Um, It's you're getting the good adequate protein sources. So paleo, I would say if anybody feels out of balance, you feel like you're inflamed, you feel like your gut's not working, you feel like you do have anxiety, Paleo is a great place to start. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looks like we need to take a quick break. Okay, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Storygram Network. And we are back, everybody. Takeshi's with me in the house today. We're talking about anxiety. We're answering a lot of questions that have come through on the subject and just wanting to tackle this issue, right? Right. It's just out there. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Definitely. A part of one of the videos I heard was when people do have so much anxiety, they end up turning to drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Sometimes suicide. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought this up because we definitely need to touch on this. Think about it. You're uncomfortable in your body, right? Right. Whatever's going on. There's root causes of anxiety, right? So these root causes are some sort of imbalances that are causing this feeling, right? This manifestation of anxiety. So what do you want to do? You want to get rid of it. What's going to help get rid of it? Right. Well, temporarily, maybe alcohol, maybe drugs, even medications, right? People get on medications. I don't think marijuana is really good for anxiety, though. I know. Like, it can because THC can make it worse. Right. Right? It's a, what, it's a psychotropic? THC, I don't know if it's a, a psychotropic. I would imagine that it, it is, but I cannot confirm that. Okay. It seems like it is because it can be psychoactive That's for what, sure. Yeah. 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 I right. mean, it can definitely trigger psychosis. There is such a thing as THC induced psychosis, especially among younger people right. when their brains are still developing. So it can have sort of a, an opposite effect. But then I also have known people who have tried cannabis or CBD, really with a more calming from the hemp plant, CBD right. to help calm and CBD has been used successfully, I think, with people who have anxiety to help calm. But I would say the THC can have sort of the opposite effect. So you got to get a good balance then. You have to get a good balance. And again, go to a health practitioner that knows what they're doing because health practitioners are using things like CBD today to help with anxiety and pain and those types of things. I would imagine that people with anxiety would be tempted to use drugs and alcohol, but there are other more natural things that you can do like CBD, working with your healthcare 
practitioner. GABA is a really good one. So what is GABA? GABA is a neurotransmitter, actually, and it really, it's amazing. And there's a form of GABA called PharmaGABA that is outstanding to help really within like 20 minutes if someone's having a panic attack or anxiety attack and it's natural, it doesn't have, you know, side effects. And so how do you consume GABA? Is it like a vitamin in a way? Supplement, yeah. Supplement of some sort? Yeah. So the one that I love to recommend is more of a chewable. Okay. So it works pretty quickly. It's called Pharma GABA. But, and again, the CBD, the GABA, magnesium is great. Sometimes, really? Yeah. So magnesium is very calming and magnesium is, is something that people should take who have anxiety. It should be part of their daily. Okay. In fact, many people are just too low in magnesium and magnesium is known to be a calming mineral. So yeah, I I highly recommend magnesium for just about everybody to help just root and calm and ground you. There's just so many metabolic processes in our body that require magnesium and most of us aren't getting enough of it. So trace minerals are just really, really good too. I put a liquid trace minerals in my water every day and sip it. So it has potassium and magnesium, calcium from sea plants actually. And yeah, and and those are those also really help just with grounding and those types of things. Okay. What about therapy? Do you think therapy would help with uh, anxiety? Absolutely. Because as you and I talked about, there can be external and, and internal, right? So if our external environment is overwhelming, if it's relationship-based or work-based or whatever it is, and just having cognitive behavioral therapy is probably the most common for anxiety. And it's great because it really helps you work through in a more active way, in a more proactive way, through your behaviors, through your life, how to address it. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is also a good thing to do. And, and you know, I also recommend working with a functional healthcare practitioner. When I say that, so these are usually doctors that are trained in functional medicine because they're really good at getting to the root cause and underlying viruses, bacterial infections, you know, low-grade viral and bacterial infections that we don't even know we have or that may be active or dormant or inactive within our bodies, that can also be something in there that's causing some anxiety. So having a good battery of functional testing, I think can also really help and really doing the right kind of look into the thyroid because we know thyroid disease can also have a lot of anxiety associated with it. There's a hyperthyroid and hypo, right? Yeah, hypo, right. Yeah, so either one can be anxiety provoking. The most common is the hypo thyroid, yeah. and that's a more sluggish thyroid. And but again, getting that balanced out, supporting it with the right nutrients, trace minerals are really good for that as well. And the adrenals, so stress, overwhelm, our adrenal, our stress glands, utilizing supplements and really good herbs and things like that can help to heal and support and boost these glands right? and the endocrine system in general. So it's a process, right? Really understanding all aspects of what's going on with us and then addressing each one as we go. So it's, it's not like a, there's not a perfect answer for it, but certainly there are many things we can do to help avoid it or at least check the list, right? Yeah, but it seems like sometimes the most common thing is people do turn to drinking. Yeah, yes. Most of the time. They do. You're absolutely right. And or marijuana. Yeah. 
You know, I think people do that a lot as well, right? Right. I would say if that's what you are doing, but you still experience anxiety and you feel that you need to have those to support, then I would start doing the other things, right? So go to a functional medicine doctor, get get some testing done, really understand if there's any underlying viral or bacterial infections, really clean up your diet, start removing the fried foods and the gluten and the dairy and those types of things and, and try paleo, right. right? Like that's the best way to just get rid of the gluten, dairy, sugar, and all those things at once. Just right. follow a paleo diet. So then- <laughs> here's a question. So if you have a friend who yeah. is turning towards like just drinking for their anxiety or yes. whatever, how would you talk to them about doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. And because he's got to be there for them, and to me, anyway. I mean, totally. And sometimes it's hard. It is. But I'll tell you, the true friends are the ones that can have those hard conversations, and there's yeah. no easy way to have it, right? Right. I mean, I definitely would acknowledge first their anxiety and acknowledge the challenges that they're having and acknowledging how difficult that must be. And then pivoting to the way that they're addressing that and how it might not be optimally the best path forward for them to overcome what's going on and how it could be maybe contributing even to a worse situation. And then maybe make some of the recommendations that we've talked about, like seeing a a doctor. Maybe make him a shake. Make him a protein shake. There you go. Here, drink this. Here, this have this and, t- and we'll talk in the morning. Get a little, get some amino acids on board and then we'll have a talk. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a heavy topic, right? It really, it is. I, don't, I honestly don't know many people that do not experience anxiety at any point in their lives or do oh, not yeah. have any. You know, it's pretty Definitely. much... It's so common all the time and... The amount of anxiety definition videos on YouTube totally. <laughs> and workshops yeah, is amazing. It, there's so much, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. You got to do the work. And I would just say, everybody, consider inflammation in your body because that's a big one, right? So right. if there's something contributing to inflammation in your body, which alcohol would do, grains would do, right? fried foods, sugar... You got to deal with that, right? And you got to try to reduce the inflammation. And a lot of times when people go on anti-inflammatory diets, uh, which paleo is largely, and this app that they have over at EA's CrossFit, they have different programs. One of them's paleo, but they actually have an anti-inflammatory one too. But I would say that's where you start is really looking at managing the inflammation. If you do have a low-grade infection, you got to get that dealt with because that's also going to contribute to inflammation. Anxiety is typically and often rooted in inflammatory processes. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like paleo paleo in general, it could be a possible answer for a lot of different things though. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I have to tell you that personally, when I am sticking to a paleo diet in its most strict sense, I have the best results in my life in every way. Clear brain, brain fog, gut flat and not bloated. And like, it just goes on and on. I'm able to build muscle better, lose fat better. You know, it's because it's removing all of those pro-inflammatory things and just giving your body a lot of the good raw materials that it needs, that it has evolved to require you know, you can only eat so many calories in a day, so you may as well have those calories be nutrition dense versus empty calories from bread and pasta and pizza and all those other things. Yeah, yeah. 
My guilty pleasure is uh, goldfish. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. yeah I, I can't say no to goldfish. Amazing. Okay. Got to do it at night. <laughs> I know. They're very snacky, aren't they? <laughs> so salty, but I they're just... <sighs> I know. They're so yum and snacky. I get it. I yeah. get it. I mean, I love a good potato chip because I always buy organic. I pretty much only buy good quality, but I only buy good quality. But I also know that a potato chip, even if it's organic and good in decent oil, it's still been heated in hot oil. And so, but you do the best you can, right? I always promote the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time you're eating health giving foods, right? And then 20% might be okay, you can cheat here or there. Right. If you can keep it clean, I always say Sunday night through Thursday night, (laughs) perfectly clean paleo diet, but then you want to do like go out to dinner on Friday and maybe have a little something. That's a little different if you should not have gluten. If you're sensitive to gluten, that's like a no go anytime. Just really making those efforts is the first step in my opinion. Just trying one thing, taking out one thing and maybe Mm -hmm. just implementing the other one. Yes, and... I do encourage people to not use the word try because, you know, when people say I'll try, I think people are better off to say I'm going to commit as a non-negotiable for 30 days or 14 days or five days, whatever they can do, but commit, even if it's only five days and just experience it, start there and then make a commitment, whatever that's going to look like in the right direction and then really map out and plan out why you're doing it what you're doing and what it's going to be like at the end. Okay. Because if you say, I'm going to try to get rid of sugar and then you go two days and then you have a little sugar and then it's kind of like, you know, trying just, it never works. Yeah. You're right. It's hard. I've done it. It's kind of like a tug of war. It is. In a way. Yeah. It's got to be a commitment. You have to be ready. I always say, get your spouse or your partner or someone to do it with you. Right. Do it it, over at EA's CrossFit. We have a, a 28 day paleo challenge. It's a great program. If okay. anybody's up for it, they should give it a try. Well, we're almost at, at the end of time. Here we are. Well, I think we had a, a good discussion. I don't know. What do you think? Definitely. We good. got some good information out there. Is there any websites that you would recommend? Yeah. the Peter Osborne, Dr. Peter Osborne, okay. O-S-B-O-R-N-E. His site is great. It's mostly about grains and gluten, but he touches on anxiety quite a bit. Right. Just look on YouTube. Too. There's tons of videos on anxiety. There really is. It can be anxiety (laughs) causing, right? When you see them all, but think about inflammation and start doing the things you can to reduce inflammation. Definitely. Those are my parting words. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Takeshi. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next time right here on Body Talk. Have a great week.